0: Back everybody, welcome back to another episode of the Kid Podcast. Welcome back. So, as I've mentioned over the past couple weeks, uh, I did some NBA content uh with an NBA guru, NBA expert. Um, I had no layups on. Go check that out if you're an NBA fan. But um, I'm here with another guest, another guest where I would say you guys probably I think he's been on my pod before. Um, most of my some of my regular regular listeners may know of him. Uh, but I he he I think I respect his football knowledge. I love his football knowledge. We kind of see the game the same way. He's kind of like he's kind of like my spirit animal in terms of like sports. How we look at sports. Some there's some things that we don't agree, don't agree with, but more times than not we agree with a lot of things. And I know sometimes people say like it's not good to agree with someone all the time, right? That's like a thing. I don't know. But this particular person I do agree with a lot. Um, I think he's rational. Uh, we also like the cowboys. <laughs> uh, but I have my guy Kenny, aka Tiberius, uh, aka rooted in sports, aka, a lot of things. Um, no, but he has his own podcast called the Sportsclusive Podcast. He uh rebranded his podcast, pretty interesting content. He does a lot. I, I've seen you, you had like a um, you had you've had many of guests on like you've had like yeah. a player from the lingerie league. Uh-huh. You had a pickleball like he. So if you guys are just <laughs> interested in like any like just literally anything sports, he probably has it there. I know he's going into season two. That is right. Season
1: two. Yeah. Just yeah. just de- just debuted about four weeks ago.
0: Yeah, so he's going into season two of that of his podcast. So go check that out. Obviously, I will leave it in the link of the description. Um, any DSP that you guys are listening from. But that was a long, lengthy introduction. No,
1: I appreciate it. Uh
0: yeah, there you go, Kenny. How you been doing, man?
1: Man, I've been good. Like I said, you know, just just uh grinding on the pod, season two. Um yeah, just looking at getting more interest. i already had some great people on, but just looking at diving into different areas of sports that I that we normally don't, you know. Um, mm. so doing more into the dance world. I got a couple as a matter of fact, I got a dance interview after I get done with you today. Uh a guy that does b boy. So um uh, just a lot of fun stuff with the podcast. Just focusing on that and um obviously my fitness.
0: Yeah, obviously. So um yeah, so we all know why we're here. Um college football, there was a big over the past couple of weeks it's like college football has been like at the really at like at the top of my mind because we had obviously like the big time rivalry games like Michigan um and Ohio State um uh, we had the big time uh Florida State Florida game right and then we went right into conference championship and then now we know after the conference championship weekend all the games are concluded that sunday we have the college football playoff um where the committee gives us the final rankings and <clears throat> out for me I was to say my opinion um we got the rankings on Sunday and you know I I watched a lot of college football this 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 Saturday or this whole entire year really where I thought going into this weekend conference championship I thought Oregon was going to be Washington they didn't they like like Washington deservedly so rightfully so they beat Oregon they beat Oregon twice but I thought Oregon was the better team I I I don't I don't know if I'm wrong on that right because those games have been really narrow and right. Washington all year long has won narrow close games they had some close victories close calls but they're respectfully they're really good um but my four teams uh, that I thought should have made the playoff I I thought the committee got it right for the first time that I can remember in the college football playoff era. I think the committee got it right. Um, so we have Michigan, Washington, Texas, Bama in that exact order um, as from one to four seeds. And Michigan to play Bama, Washington, take, they play Texas. So we're we'll, we we'll talk about the matchups. But first, I want to get Kenny's reaction on the college football playoff, and then I will respond to him. Um, so, yeah, just tell me your thoughts on, on, on a, there's a little outcry and outrage about FSU not making it. So just give me your
1: take and opinion on that. Well, first of all, I didn't like that little that little extra stuff you threw on, on the end <laughs> about the outcry. So, you know, obviously, you know me. I didn't like it. I wasn't a big fan of it um, yeah. only because I'm just a true hard body person. Uh, lover of the game Um, i'm not into the politics and the the glitz and glamour of college football i like the sport for what it is and you know don't get me wrong you you look at if we were to look at the top five teams that we could say okay these guys had a a a very strong argument as to why they should have made the college football playoff obviously michigan they handled their business beat ohio state again and washington uh you know they handle business. They swept Oregon, which I think is the best pair of wins in college football this year. Um, and then we come down to the final three, which is Texas, Alabama, and Florida State. Right. Um, Texas, they're only, you know, they they have the biggest single win, obviously beating Alabama in Tuscaloosa. Right. But then they drop that one against Oklahoma. That's their only blemish. And then they come back and in their conference title. They beat the Sonic Coins out of Oklahoma State, which, if I'm not mistaken, beat Oklahoma. <laughs> so that kind of it, it kind of rights their wrongs in a way. It, yeah. Ala- Alabama, uh, you know, even though they they lost to Texas in, Tusca- in Tuscaloosa at home, they were able to kind of fix some things along the way. It was it was rocky, but they were able to fix some things along the way. They had a couple of close losses and then they ultimately beat Georgia, which I didn't think that they were going to win. Um, and in Florida State goes undefeated obviously they lost Travis Jordan, um I want to say was it North Alabama or whoever they were playing some some smaller school yeah they so lost bad. North Alabama. they lost him for the season and but then they still won so my argument uh honestly I my four would have been Michigan Washington, Florida state at three and uh Texas at four and and here's the here's the just the truth Florida state even if you don't like them, they handle their business so when we go to what the true thing about the about the game is, like the true essence of football, of any sports, it's really win under by any means necessary. It's win regardless of what happens, like what injuries occur. Like Florida State continued to win. They lost Travis Jordan. They kept winning. They lost their, their second-string quarterback to concussion. And when we look at what they did in the conference, some people try to make light of it. They beat a top 15 team with a third-string true freshman quarterback. Now it wasn't the prettiest thing. They still won by ten points, but it wasn't pretty. But I say all that to say they had a phenomenal defensive performance, and they really put on display like, okay, where we we can play with anybody. And that, and let's be honest, if they make it to the college football playoff, that that third string two freshman quarterbacks not playing. Their second string quarterback, who I think for what they need to do offensively is much better and much further along. in his he's not Travis Jordan, but he's, he's much <laughs> further along in his process. I think he could have gave them a a, a a little more juice on offense, which would have complimented. They have a championship caliber defense. I don't care what nobody says Louisville had a top 20 offense in the nation and he held them to six points and never trailed. So uh, it's kind of tough because everyone looks at Alabama and they say, okay, well, Alabama beat Georgia, who was number one. Um, I have – anybody that knows me knows this year I have been very critical of the SEC. Um, I've been calling them out since the beginning of the season. They they won a great conference this year. Tell you the truth, Georgia wasn't great. Even though they beat Georgia, Georgia wasn't the best team in the nation. Georgia just started out number one, and they never lost, so they were able to keep that number one ranking. But I think you can argue that Michigan – at points of the season, Michigan, uh, Ohio State – And honestly, I could argue even when Travis Jordan was healthy, there were times where I felt like Florida State was a better team. Texas as well. But Georgia was just a team that they continued to win games and they kept that number one ranking. So when Alabama beat them, it's not like they're beating Georgia from two fucking years ago. They're beating a less talented Georgia team that just understands and knows how to win. Now, back to Alabama. Yeah, that's their big win. But they had some. Once again, it was rocky. They they should have lost to Auburn. They were a hail mary away from losing to an unranked Auburn team, but we make light of that. They were tell you the truth. They were eerily close about a month ago of losing to Arkansas. That was a very very close game. Right? It was a dogfight, and Arkansas is unranked. Yeah. So it, even though I love I I love the coaching job that Nick Saban did this year because I think this is his For least talent. This is his least talented ball club in probably a decade.
0: This is his least talented ball club since he took the Alabama job.
1: Exactly. I, I I'll be honest. I don't think it. Well, I can't say that. Maybe maybe maybe, I think in in a decade because he this team is more talented than what he when he first got there. But obviously, once he got up and running, right. he was able right. to get all these five five star blue chip talent right. guys. Uh, but i was, you know this is his best coaching job. But to say that Alabama, who's been rocky all year, who took the worst loss of any college football. Their wall their loss is worse than Texas has lost to Oklahoma like they have a horrible loss but, but, at home to, to Texas but to but, Texas to Texas
0: who let's be like first Sark um I, I, a lot of so a lot of assistants don't have success versus Bama right and Nick where Kirby Kirk, like honestly as great as Georgia has been
1: Kirby struggles against Nick
0: Kirby struggles against, against Saban. Nick yeah. and you know before the, so Georgia had the long win streak, before the long win streak,
1: Alabama the last him.
0: loss came Was to, to
1: Alabama. Alabama. So, yeah, so
0: so Saban has like I don't know, you know it's kind of like Belichick versus his assistants or Belichick versus like rookie quarterbacks where he just it's just like a mind game. It's like he he it's like he mind fucks them, and with with Sark, this Tex team is sex team is really good like if if they had if they had worthy and their leading rusher healthy they could they could very well win the whole thing so looking back is that a bad loss when this team potentially well, could be playing for the national championship it's,
1: it's bad it's bad when you when you compare it to other unbeaten teams that are in the top five right because i think we can go ahead and agree that there are probably about four or five losses where you could say okay if Florida State doesn't pull it together, they lose. But they find a way to win football games, regardless of what's going on around them. Okay. Um, Michigan finds a way to win football games. Washington, I'm gonna I'm gonna call. I'm gonna talk up Washington just for a few minutes. Go ahead. Washington is the team. I don't care what anybody says. Washington, the committee did not want to put Washington in. They did. They didn't. I don't care what anybody says. Washington was the team that made it, and they were like, "Fuck." We did not want to fucking put because we thought in. Oregon was gonna win. And, and here's the thing: me and you agree that we thought that. If we look at Oregon, if we look at both of these rosters, Oregon top to bottom has the better roster. Yeah, um, top to bottom, they have yeah. uh, a, an explosive, multi dimensional offense, and they have a very formidable defense that Dan Lanning has really built up over these past. I, I'm so
0: delusional on Oregon. I think if they play a third time, I think Oregon will win.
1: I was still. And, probably and, and, and here's the, th- and here's the thing. There's over. nothing. There's nothing wrong with that take, but <laughs> that just shows you that's a credit to the job that <laughs> Kalen DeBoer has done since he's been. We're going to talk about
0: him. We're going to talk oh, about.
1: He, him. Yeah, he he's phenomenal. So Washington is the team that that the committee really didn't want in, and I think, I think honestly, they have the best quarterback left in a college football playoff. I think they have the best quarterback and receiver combo, and save Nick Saban outside of Nick Saban. I can argue if we're looking at the talent, I have to say this. Kalen DeBoer has done a better coaching job in Washington this season than Jim Harbaugh has done in Michigan. Well, if we we look, if we we look at the, if we look, if we look at the talent of what he's had to work with, if I'm not mistaken, uh, sometimes I'm watching Washington and I'm like, these guys are just playing tough when it matters because they have like an 80th. They have like a, uh, they don't have a high-ranked defense, but they play they play great situationally. Okay, okay. Let
0: me let me touch well, go on, ahead. Me, go
1: ahead. Interject.
0: Let me, let me touch on the Florida State thing. Here's why I, everybody's like, "Well, Florida State, they deserve, and it's fair." It's not about Y'all. fair, Yeah, We live in America. No, 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 we, we live in America. No, no. we, we we live in America. Today the two worst word. The two worst words to use. Is deserve and fate. Zay,
1: Zay, Zay, Zay. But Zay. Like, Zay yo,
0: that's the first point.
1: Go ahead. I'll let you I'll let you go. That's the first
0: point. Secondly, sports. Oh, that's
1: sports. Go ahead. Right? <laughs> um, I don't know if listeners know that. Oh no, I could can hear it. I just hope Spider Man's okay. on his way to the scene. But go ahead. Yeah.
0: <laughs> uh, <laughs> okay. But for t- sports has a funny way of repeating itself, right? Where this happens, this this ha- this has happened before, just not in college football. Please. So, tell me, okay. Well, 2000, Humor me the two thousand Cincinnati Bearcats. Kenyon Martin, they're the best team in college basketball. 28 and 2 going into their conference tournament. Kenyon Martin is undefinitely the best player in college basketball. And he breaks his leg the quarterfinals game of the Conference USA t- conference tournament. Cincinnati goes on to lose in their tournament opening game, right? Okay. They lose. Cool. So it's time for a selection Sunday for the NCAA tournament. Now, Cincinnati was well on their way to being, they were 28-2. They were well on their way to being the the highest overall rated seed in the tournament. Throughout the whole tournament. The committee says, hey, you lost Kenyon Martin. So granted, yes, throughout the season, you were You were the best team in college basketball, but you no longer have your best player. So we're going to, instead of you being the highest rated overall seed, you're a two seed. Turns out the committee was right because guess what happened? They went on to lose in the second round of the tournament. So the NCAA always like, so with college basketball, it's always happened. This is just a reoccurring theme in college football. I would just say uh, I'm just going to say this. It happened. And and it turned out the bass the NCAA basketball committee was right. Cincinnati was not nearly the same team. And I did some research. I'm like, there's they literally put out articles literally just a couple years ago. What if Kenyon Martin didn't break his leg? But the committee the bat- the, the, the selection committee for the, for the NCAA tournament said, "Hey, you guys are not the same team." Also, it's a college football playoff. It's four teams. The construct is four teams. There's power. There's five power conferences. Only what if guys, one I'm year? What if one year all of the teams and like each team in each conference won like went undefeated? Someone will be left out.
1: But, th- but oh, that, but oh, that, oh. but that, but that's a hype. That's a big hypothetical. It is a big hypothetical. That's a big hypothetical. But,
0: but, but it's possible, and it's and it'll it, and it would leave it would have the case of okay, someone will be left out, and it would probably be so, the team
1: that's in the, weekend, so, the weakest
0: the conference. So, so, so and if I'm being the judge of it, the ACC so, has not been. So okay.
1: So all right. So this is and this is going to be my rebuttal to that first of all you, you made it very there's more first, huh?
0: there's more there's more too because you made so, it seem like fsu they just weathered the storm and they did weather know. the storm what a, they weathered no, no, the storm. No, no, no. travis jordan broke his he broke his leg nasty injury right they so everybody want everybody wants to bring up oh well the 2014 ohio state team they, I, they I agree that no,
1: it, no, was no, more, no. it was a
0: more they, more they won. It, no, no, it's not even about the rosters though. Because if you want to say, okay, because uh, that Ohio State team was loaded, right? Um, but if you want to say Florida State is loaded and they got so many NFL dudes, cool, God bless you. But my thing is, they had two opportunities versus UF, who's kind of like mediocre, right? It's a rivalry game, but they're mediocre, and then Louisville. Louisville, we, we oh they had the they they're they're high flying offense. Well, they just lost to Kentucky. They lost to Kentucky the They week were before. top
1: fifteen team for a reason. But
0: they lost to Kentucky is, the so, week before. So,
1: so so Zay, this Ohio is State
0: went the Ohio State winning their Big Ten championship game and they won fifty nine to zero. They put belt so, to okay. ass. I was watching Florida State and Louisville. I was like, God damn, this is so boring. Like they uh, they, well, did, they I enjoyed did, it. They didn't win resoundingly, and I will. And I will give you this. Can, okay, and I, can I give you this? Great. What the committee that. should have done to make this, to give this a little bit more sense, they should have after the UF game, they should have dropped Florida State out of the playoff, and they out of the four, and said, hey, we need to see more from Florida State in their performance in the ACC championship game but college football has always been a beauty pageant it's always about how you win and how you look doing it it's, that's what it's always and, been and, about
1: and, and, and you make some good points uh, but i think that the thing with me and that's why you know i had i have i, have, I think we talked about this a little bit offline i'm kind of getting to a place to where i don't know if i can respect it as a sport anymore cuz it's it's the truth is it's not a sport it's politics there's no other sport outside. There's no other. Uh, how about this? There's no other sanctioning body outside of the NCAA that operates like this. You would there would be a mutiny if you tried to pull some shit like this in the National Football League. Oh, they made it. I seen the meme. Trevor Lawrence is hurt. That means that regardless of what the record is, we got to uh, we're going to put we're going to put the Buffalo Bills in because uh, Trevor Lawrence got hurt. Because we even though Buffalo didn't win the games that they were supposed to win, we, we Josh Allen's healthy. It's a sexier pick. Right. They won just enough games. Let's go ahead and put them in instead of Jacksonville. But let, let's let's go off. And I don't want to go off on a tangent on that. But this is my point. When we look at Florida State's case, one, Mike Norvell is coach's fucking ass off. We can say whatever we want to say. He's coached his fucking ass off with that team. Two, they have I could argue that they might have the second or third best defense in the nation. I think they have a. I think they have a better defense than Alabama, and I could argue that at times they've looked like an even better defense than Georgia this year. Right? Okay. Florida State is a phenomenal defense. Okay. And you mentioned sports. I'm going to tell you this, man. This four best argument is a bullshit argument, because if we if it was four best, then we would put Georgia in. If we were, if we're going, if we're going off of that premise, that's not what happened. What it is is, is they felt they they put themselves in a con. The committee put themselves in a conundrum, honestly. And I would say the the two, I would say the one domino that really complicated everything was Washington beating Oregon. I think that complicated everything because Washington was a, because was a team.
0: All huh? of the scenarios, I was thinking about all of the scenarios stem from okay Oregon beats Washington because we were they were not I think Oregon was like a nine point favorite
1: they and I'm gonna tell you this the fact that the fact that they moved Oregon to five was oh yeah they're gonna be Washington and we're gonna put them in so then okay you have another one lost team in so then it makes it more justifiable I'll be honest I think if Oregon gets in I think there's a I think there's a, a there's a case that Georgia and Alabama get in. I think there's a I think there's a real case of that. But since Not Washington. Huh? Yeah. So, but, since Washington, but since Washington made it in, then now you have one less spot to play around with. Now, as far as Florida State goes, and I'll make this point. Uh, life doesn't work The four this four, uh Oh, the, only the best make it. Life doesn't work that way. Um, in any industry, I don't care who you are, what you do, you can be as confident or as talented as you think you are. There's always somebody better. There's always somebody more talented, more gifted than you, has probably at times looked uh, eons better at, at that specific uh, at that specific thing or, or, or job, whatever. But guess what? You are sitting in your seat, and I feel like that even myself in my job and what I do. I'm sitting in my seat because I did what the fuck I was supposed to do when I was supposed to do it. I don't know if I can curse in your pocket. Yes. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I did what I was supposed to do, and the truth is, is that's how life works. That's how sports works. That's how professional sports works. It doesn't matter how good you look on paper. At the end of the day, you gotta win. You gotta win the games when you're when it's time. When we look at Alabama, I hate to say it, they got bitched at home. They got bitched out at home. They got they literally got manhandled at home. Nobody's taking no Texas. I get it. But guess what? But look, it wasn't by it, like, it wasn't okay.
0: by KFC University. It was by it, Texas.
1: It, okay, but, but but this is my thing. Even if we want to say okay, they have the most impressive win, they have the most they have the worst loss in college football this year. By a by a a a, a powerhouse team. They got manhandled like lockjaw ragdoll by Texas at home. And they almost lost to Auburn. That's big. When we look at Florida State, and Mike Norvell made a very good argument. He said every time, every time it was time to step up, these guys answered the bell. To tell the truth, I'm honestly based off of what they lost, Florida State had no business beating Louisville. Um, I think every, I think everybody, I think everybody agreed that Louisville. Well, at least not me. I felt like Florida State was gonna find a way to pull it out. But everyone thought that Louisville was going to win that was going to win that football game. They actually played good enough defense. Offensively, they just couldn't get anything going. But Florida State found ways to win. And what they did when the committee made that decision, the truth was, they weren't going to they weren't going to when Alabama beat Georgia. I know Nick Saban probably bitch bitch moaned, whined, and complained, and they weren't going to keep him out. Like they were they were going to appease Nick Saban, and they were going to put Alabama in. And the fact that Texas and and they couldn't justify. And I'll be honest, I think they wanted to put Georgia in over Texas, but I think they were just like, I think, I think, I think part. I think they looked at the political landscape and they were like, oh, Texas beat Alabama. They're going to be in the SEC next year. I don't. I, we just we're not going to get away with this.
0: And, and you and you're talking about next year, where I think everybody's like, well. It's going to be a 12-team playoff next year, and everybody gets in. I'm like, well, okay. From the looks of it, if Kalen DeBoer stays at Washington, which I think he will. I think Washington, I, he wants like $9 million. I think Washington, they give it to him. Um, Oregon moves to the Big Ten. Washington moves to the Big Ten. Texas, Oklahoma moves to the SEC. I'm like, okay, we get 12 teams, but – I, there's gonna be there's gonna be outrage because guess what's gonna happen? Nine teams out of the twelve will be SEC or Big Ten
1: teams. I don't watch. I don't see that happening.
0: Okay, oh, you know so, what? You know what?
1: You know what? Wait, wait, you I know what? This. You know, no, no, no watch, this. This. Yeah. She, watch this, Was watch this, watch you know what? Watch you, this, you know what? You know what? You're correct because I, I USC, UCLA. All These teams are going to the big ten. So I mean, and, and guess what?
0: Or, and guess yeah. what? Guess, guess what's gonna happen? There's gonna be a lot of outcry and outrage. You you know what's gonna happen you know what is gonna eventually it's not
1: gonna be to this level.
0: Okay, because because what, guess what? This what no, happens? I'm gonna this. What happens? I'm, gonna, I'm, what, I'm gonna this? When, what what um when Michigan, Ohio State, Penn State. Oregon, Washington, USC, well, Bama. Well, well Texas, I'm gonna tell you this: Georgia. the, the, tr- the truth
1: is the the the, the 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 truth the truth is I think it's not gonna be as bad to me. They should have went to a 12 team format to begin with. The 14 was always a bullshit format. It was just uh it was just a a, a notch up from the old BCS system, which was trash yeah. as well. Um, yeah. but the truth is, is a lot of these teams are gonna beat each other up. In conference play, I love. You know what's going to gonna happen? You know what's gonna what's happen? Gonna happen. What's going to happen? We
0: with the twelve team playoffs. We people, and I'm not the. I, see, that's the thing. I'm not the guy that's like. I'm not like in all in like. I'm not entrenched with SEC football. And uh, granted, it's I an think, overrated
1: conference. I think.
0: I think. I'm not going to say that. I it's think. I think. I think. I think the SEC since I've been living for 22 years, for my lifetime, it has been the most dominant. And consistent conference now. In this particular year, the conference, I will say, is it, it does not look as elite as it once was. It's not
1: an elite conference this year at all. They it, were it's five not. and they were they were five and seven in non-conference play. I think they, they might have been it, it, worse.
0: It's not, but what's gonna happen with the 12 team playoff format? We're going to be arguing. Um, there's gonna be there's gonna be people arguing that a three team a three loss SEC team. Should get in over another team. No, It th- that's but that's what's gonna happen. But, team, but
1: here's the thing: outside it, let's be. But let's look at let's look at the landscape of the SEC right now. There aren't that many great SEC teams.
0: Oh, oh well, well, this is how this is the way I not. This is the way I was looking at it. You got Saban and Bama, Kirby and Georgia. And then think about the acquisitions. I think it goes Bama, Georgia, however you want to put that, right? Because now Bama beat Georgia. Um, For a minute, it was like, okay, is Georgia going to – oh, they're going to, like, overtake Bama for real. And so Bama kind of got their get back, and, like, Bama's right there. So Bama, Georgia. Then you got Texas joining the mix. Texas is going to be really viable. Then you have um, – I think after that, You'll have like a team, like you have teams like LSU, um, Texas and M, they they have the money, they have the recruiting, they have the players, they have everything you need. We'll so you just gotta find the right coach. We'll see, right? We'll see about Texas and it's an asterisk. OU, I'm not a fan of Brent Venables, but I think oh I think Oklahoma has a chance to turn into Nebraska, but that's a whole another conversation for another day. You have mm. OU, you got teams like Florida, right? Um, that can be good here and there. So with the right coach. That's the landscape of the SEC. You telling me? Oh, and then Lane Kiffin—he's done a good job at Ole Miss. You telling me that's not gonna—that's that, that. You think something's gonna happen or change?
1: What happens? Well, it's not about—I think anything's gonna happen or change. But I think that we kind of overrate. Well, I can go on, and I know we got other topics we got to hit. I don't want to go on too long of a tangent, but I don't. When we look at how the SEC structures their schedules, the truth is, is I think this year and I watched the committee, it was a contorted effort to keep a lot of these SEC teams ranked. Um uh specifically Florida, um Tennessee had no business being fucking ranked. Uh they just wanted to keep them ranked so they can make the the upper echelon teams be big now look i understand better. that the, look better, better exactly look better on paper now i understand yeah. that the big dogs are going to be the big dogs georgia's going to be georgia alabama's going to be alabama i think texas i is think you can continue. put texas in that same Te- i agree i concur yeah. i think texas is going to continue to do i think uh, merge uh, exactly Sarkin yeah. found his groove you'll always mizu will always kind of be up there in there somewhere in the mid. U F. You, if, you if have, the, like, I don't know. I, I be honest. I have to see what, what, what's going to happen at LSU because this was we'll supposed mark. to be the year that they popped. They were we'll supposed, rank, to, they, they were supposed to be a lot more competitive than what they were this year. Yeah. Um. And match I'll, I'll, And out. Yeah, exactly. And and outside of that, it's just it, it. It's a lot of question marks. But I look at what the Big Ten has. And I think that the Big Ten is going to be a lot more of a sure bet. Michigan is going to. We, we got to see what's going to happen with Jim Harbaugh, but I think he's going to stay. And they ha, and they have they always get so much talent. Michigan's going to be in the fold. Ohio State's going to continue to be in the fold. Man, people now,
0: bang on Ryan.
1: People bang on Ryan Day because Ryan Day can coach. Ryan Day can coach. He just can't, can't coach he, just, he, he just can't finish the job. He just he just can't finish the job. That's all. Right. That's the only thing. That's his only knock. Nah. As a right. matter of fact, he is where and they're in similar places a little bit, but he is just maybe Jim Harbaugh a few years ago. When Jim Harbaugh couldn't beat, and, and remember they were calling for they were calling for Jim but, Harbaugh's job. But
0: I'm like, who's beating Urban? Who like outside no. of Nick
1: Saban? Who's be, who else is beating Urban Meyer? No, no, nobody was beating Urban Meyer. I called him. The, I called him the SEC. Sl- <laughs> he was. He just built. He built a very powerful team. But uh, you got I James think the Franklin Big Ten, and James Franklin and Penn State. I think the Big Ten is going to be very strong. I have to see what USC is going to do with Lincoln Riley, but I think that the Big Ten is going to be the better conference. Um. I look at them you look, as like the you sleeping said
0: what? giant. They, I look at USC like the sleepy giant. Like if they, it, they're, they're right now, their stock is a little low, but if Lincoln can turn the page, it can get going really quickly, and they can become a monster. They can become a monster. We'll, we'll
1: see. We'll... We'll, we'll see what this kid Malachi Nelson turns into. Um, I think, yeah. I don't know if he's going to play. I, I don't think he's going to play in a holiday bowl. They have their other, he's because Malachi Nelson is the third string, but he was the five-star big acquisition kid that they picked up. He's out of Southern California, mm-hmm. I think. Um, So, I mean, we'll see what happens with them. But I, I end with this in college football. Um, oh, it, it, okay. I think that, go ahead. Go ahead. No, I was
0: gonna say gonna give it um know? before we before we move forward to, N- to the NFL. I wanted to give you, I wanted to give, I wanted your take on Bama, Michigan, and Washington, Texas.
1: Uh, okay. So here's, so I'll say this really quick. Um, Bama, yeah. Michigan is gonna be an interesting game because I think that Michigan is the better top to bottom roster. Um, I'm not, I'm not a big fan of either quarterback, uh, Milrow or JJ McCarthy. Neither. The the issue for me, I think, in this game is I want to know. If Michigan is gonna match the intensity of Alabama, because my only my only one thing I gotta give Alabama credit for is they understand they know their strengths and they know their weaknesses, they know what they are and they know what they aren't. They they have a very strong identity and what they're doing on offense and how they're running football. I'm interested to see if Michigan is gonna play within themselves and stop that run and be physical with them. If they go in there bullshitting, Alabama's gonna beat them. And if Michigan fans, if look. If Michigan loses this game, I don't want to hear shit from a Michigan fan. I don't want to hear shit from analysts that love Michigan. I don't want to hear anything about Jim Harbaugh because it's going to be another case of him having this uber-talented roster. and If you, if if Jim Harbaugh, if you're this, if you're this guy, win a natty. Stop. I don't care anymore about how great of a coach you are. Stop playing. Win a natty. So that's my thoughts. I think Michigan's going to win. I think that they're, they're the better football team. It, I don't think it's going to be as high scoring. I don't think it's going to be a high scoring affair. Look at it being something like 24 to 14. Um, okay. As far as, as far as Washington and Texas, I'm going to be honest. Texas is the biggest conundrum in the college football playoff. And I say all that is because they're good enough to beat Michigan and Alabama and even Georgia if they were in. But they're also... They are also bad enough to lose to Washington, but and, but, but and guess
0: what? I I think I in think terms Washington of coach, coach quarter because in football now
1: in today's game, coach, coach quarterback. quarterback weapons. Kaelin DeBoer I think Kaelin DeBoer is a better coach to start. Yeah, 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 I mean, yeah, He's yeah. a better coach than Sark. I'm in. their OC,
0: their OC, Washington's OC. I think his name is Ryan Grubb. They pay him yeah. two million dollars. That's the highest paid. He's he's the highest paid coordinator in yeah. Pac-12 history. So like, th- these guys, what I saw them do with Michigan, that's what I'm doing with Oregon and Dan Lanning. Dan Lanning comes from the SEC, so he's all about physicality. He didn't and know I, what
1: they didn't know what the fuck to do with.
0: They didn't know what hit them. And no. Kalen – like Kaylin DeBoer, like. He's on a trajectory like top five coach in college football. <laughs> like oh, yes. I don't think that's hyperbolic. Yes, yes, yes,
1: yes. I, I, I no, think not, Washington, it, it, yeah.
0: Washington better do whatever they can to keep him in-house. They better pay him ten million dollars because the dude I don't think is he's, I don't think he'll curious. be there
1: that long. I don't think he'll be there that long. And the reason why I okay. say that is because I think he's going to yeah. wind up getting it. Uh, I think he's going to wind up getting an NFL job. Um, I think people are looking at what really? he's done. He has a lot of head coaching experience. He coached in the high school level, um, coached some other, some a few other colleges. And I, he's I, a guy. And I, I, and, yeah, yeah. And, so he's 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 just a guy that's been doing this for quite a while. Um, but I, I, you know what? I'm gonna ta- I'm gonna be, I'm gonna I'm gonna be crazy here. I'm gonna take a risk. I think Washington is going to beat them. And I well, Washington and, and, beat them in the Alabama last year. Hey i i i believe that washington is very gritty um michael Penix is the best quarterback in in the college football playoff right now that's not an argument if if whoever wants to tussle with me on that please try it michael Penix is the best quarterback i don't know if texas has the personnel to cover romeo dunze and some of those other weapons and wide receivers that they have um it's just a game that i feel like texas even though they're probably the more talented team in the trenches I don't know if this I have the same fears that I had for, for Michigan I, um, I think that Texas I think that Texas has uh they have a habit sometimes of playing down to their competition. And we've seen them have closer games a lot, right? Yeah. Um they we've seen them have closer games against inferior opponents. I mean, I watched them earlier this year, I think they were struggling with rice like a week or yeah. so after. In Wyoming, exactly. So they're yeah. not this. They're they're very up and down type of team. But I'm going to take Washington in that game. It's going to be close. Um, I think it's probably going to be by like a field goal or something like that. Um, I'm going to take it somewhere in the tune of 30 to 24. But that's that's my take on college football. I do have an interview in a in a little bit. So okay. whatever you got, in NFL, ask me.
0: Let's go, NFL. So we got we're going to do MVP combo and Super Bowl. Um, Talk a little bit. Top 10 teams, okay. whatever. Um, because my listeners know we do top 10 teams, whatever. Now, this is my take on Dak and, and the whole MVP stuff. <clears throat> I think I think with Dak and his recent performance, and we know, and me and you know, people we, we call it out. A lot of these commentators, a lot of these analysts get really corny when they start talking about the Cowboys and Dak Prescott in the quarterback position. And I look at Dak. I look at his numbers. I look at the tape. I this is, I see it. this is the best I've seen him ever look. Um, every, like in terms of everything, mechanics. Acting, this is the best I've seen him look. And I'm looking at Dak, and I'm like, I think I think a lot of people are operating under preconceived bias. Of course, preconceived bias because the conversation going into this year was. Is Dak elite? Is Dak even a top 10 quarterback? Can he control the turnovers? That was the narrative. Now, we know some of that is just, like, nonsense and just, like, bullshit, like, BS. But that was the narrative. Now now that Dak has just been lighting it up and it, 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 he just, like, it's undeniable that, like, the dude is playing at an elite level, people are still analyzing him as the quarterback that they had these preconceived notions. But I think if other quarterbacks like a Josh Allen or a Joe Burrow or a Justin Herbert, if they put up these same numbers and had the same resume and was nine and three, they would be, they would be MVP runaway front runners. Of course. It would Brock Purdy wouldn't even be in the conference. Brock Purdy would even be the front runner. Jalen Hurts wouldn't even be the front runner. But I think people are, are, are like they're looking at this whole MVP race. And it's all coming from preconceived notions and preconceived biases. Give me your take on the MVP race right now and Dak.
1: Uh, and you, you hit uh, you kind of hit it right on the head is talking about Dak press got a lot of preconceived uh, bias. I think that's the better word to use bias because every, every Cowboys players overrated or either they're the, uh, if they're great, they're overrated. If they're are, if they're good, they're overrated good or great. They're overrated. And if they're, average they're the worst player to ever play the position that's just right. Dallas the, Cowboys the football they, right. yeah um but it's, as far as going to MVP race here's the thing it's two ways we can look at it if we want to go if we want to go for who is really having the best seasons and we're not going off of this quarterback thing then to me the two guys that I have at the top of the heap are Tyreek Hill and Christian McCaffrey I think that these guys are having both two phenomenal seasons. Tyreek Hill obviously is on his way to make history. He's going to be the first 2,000 yard receiver. I, I just see it. And I think he's going to do it within, we'll see what happens against the Cowboys, but uh, <laughs> I think he's going to have, I think he's going to do it within the next, I think he's going to do it in 16 games. Yeah. Right. At the pace he's at, he's, he's, I mean, he's averaging like 130 yards a clip um, yeah. every single game. So Tyreek Hill is actually my front runner. He's the guy that I have number one. Um now as far as two, I have Christian McCaffrey. And then and then after that, then I started implementing some quarterbacks, Lamar Jackson, Dak Prescott. Um, and then you have Tua and Jalen. Now, as far okay, now let me go back to what the actual odds are. You guys, Brock Purdy is this is ridiculous. In order to be the MVP, you have to be the best player on your team. That's the, that's stuff <laughs> he's not he's not even he's not even the third best best player on his team. He's the third best player on his offense. He's not. That's why it's that's why it's killing me. I'm like, you guys, like, at what point did it get to okay? I'm the quarterback for the arguable, arguably the best team in football. Right. That's not that's not what MVP is. Mvp is like and here's the thing I'm critical of Jalen Hurts. At least Jalen Hurts has had moments. I don't think that he is. I don't think that Philadelphia lives and dies by Jalen Hurt. But mm-hmm. he's had moments where he's had moments where where he is. He has made big plays on his own outside of what's going on around him. He's had moments. I was looking at the film
0: of the Niners Eagles game. Kyle Shanahan and Kyle Sh- and are smart. Trent Williams, Kittle, Kyle Usechek, CMC as the ball carrier. How are you stopping that? <laughs> I was like, I was like, that's coming. If you're a linebacker, if you're an NFL linebacker, you have Trent Williams, arguably the best left tackle of my generation. You have George Kittle, the, blessed, the best blocking tight end in football. Then you got Kyle Ushak, then the best fullback in football, and then CMC as the ball carrier. How, what do you do with that?
1: Nobody's stopping that And San Francisco has such a wealth of talent On both sides of the football But offensively Brock, and here's the thing I actually like Brock Purdy I love what he's doing but we sometimes we get ahead of ourselves and we since we love the story so much, we fall more in love with the story than we than we do with the actual player. We just it just looks real. He's Mr. Irrelevant. Everybody counted him out. Uh he 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 uh t- tore a ligament in his elbow. He came back and he's playing MVP caliber football. Yeah. I, I can't give him I, I I can't see MVP caliber. Now, do I could I say that Brock Purdy has made some strides to where he deserves a pro bowl nod this year? Sure. OK, we can do that. But MVP, most valuable player. I think people forget the magnitude of what comes with that position or what comes with that award. You're you're literally not only a lot of times do does your team live and die by you, but you're the engine for that team. You're, you're the engine that that team runs on. Um, and you're you are the best player. One thing I could say about the quarterbacks that I do have. To, to me, the only two legitimate quarterbacks right now that are playing that could I could argue an MVP case for is Lamar Jackson. Because as much as we want to argue, be critical of him, he that he's the engine for that offense. Even if it's not pretty, he's the engine for them. Mm-hmm. And Dak Prescott. Dak Prescott's playing the best quarterback in the National Football League this year. Anybody that argues that, you're being you're doing the corny, we hate you're doing the corny, cheesy. We hate the Cowboys crap. Dak Prescott is doing Everything. There's nothing you can say that Dak Prescott isn't doing. He's using okay. his legs again, which he hasn't done in years. Um, he is doing every, he is doing he is putting on a masterclass pre snap. Like and, and I hate to make this comp, but when we look at we haven't seen very many great pre snap quarterbacks in recent years. The last one we can think about. I mean, obviously, we had Aaron Rodgers, who's done some great things pre snap. Mm-hmm. But outside of that, you guys like I mean. Like Dak Prescott's doing Peyton Manning S type things pre-snap. He does everything. He caught he makes route adjustments, calls his own protections, yep. hot routes, audibles, everything. He does you guys, he does everything. So when people say, Oh, Jalen Hurts, I say, you guys, Jalen Hurts has less touchdown passes, more turnovers, and the only argument you have is 12 rushing touchdowns, and eight of eight, nine of them are tush-push. And
0: here's my thing with Jalen Hurts, the whole Jalen Hurts argument. And when like people are like, well, the Cowboys they haven't played anybody, and Dak hasn't beat anybody. Well, I'm like, okay, well, Philly's played a really similar schedule, and I get that they played Buffalo, Kansas they've City.
1: Barely, Dallas. they've barely beat everybody they played. But let me tell you, New England, Jalen Hurts didn't look good. He looked no. Productive.
0: Mac Jones, Mac Jones was better than him in that game. Mac Jones, I played him. Yeah. And we're calling for Mac Jones's job. Commanders, those two commander games, Philly won that by a margin of ten points. That first game was by three. The second game was by seven. Cool. The Jets game where every where every quarterback struggled against the Jets, including Jalen Hurts. That's his only loss in the year. Got it. That looked elite versus yeah, that defense. Yeah, he walked. He was walking up and down the field on that defense. The Rams, Jalen Hurts looked pedestrian. Yeah, that killed the Rams. So so if you're gonna use the whole well, Dak has played nobody. Well, Jalen Hurts has played the same teams and he look he's looked really pedestrian. And then if you want to say, well, they play Kansas City, Josh Allen, Buffalo, and in, in Dallas, well, he got outplayed by Mahomes, Josh Allen, and Dak Prescott thoroughly. And Brock Purdy now this past week.
1: I I have a very fair argument. Um, and I don't know if his if it's breaking up. Is it on me? I have a very fair argument that if you look at all of their wins, I don't know if I can name one game where I felt like he was the best quarterback on the field. Maybe I'm I'm going I'm 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 looking I'm searching, but I don't think I can find a game where I felt like Jalen Hurts maybe, was. Maybe the I commander mean, game. Maybe I mean, the commander game. I mean Sam Howe was balling both games. But he, Howell, he had a turnover. We had a turnover in that second game that kind of did them in. think so, uh, that okay, yeah, that's if, if that's the technicality. But Sam Howell dealt every time he played them. Like he, he had Philly. three. He, he Philly. killed Philly. You know and I'm saying it's like Sam Howell's had his best game. The
0: Commanders, the, game. the Commanders killed. Like and everybody like, well, The Commanders play the Eagles tough. What? They, so they just don't wake up and play the Cowboys tough? <laughs> like that's not <laughs> their biggest rivalry. No, the Cowboys put belt the ass and they beat them on Thanksgiving Day.
1: <laughs> and, and front and for, and for the nation to watch, right? And, <laughs> so you know, and that's the thing. I'm not. This isn't like a super pro. Anthony,
0: we yeah. and people like. Well, you like the Cowboys. I like as much as I don't like the Eagles. I like Jalen Hurts, and I I applaud Howie Roseman because this dude is running laps around most GMs in the league. I applaud them. I applaud the with the Niners and Brock. Perry. Kyle Shan is my favorite coach. I applaud them, but. I'm not going to sit up here and say Brock Purdy is the MVP or Jalen no. Hurts is the
1: MVP. No, no, no. no. There, there's no way. There's no way you can. There, I think even though I think Jalen Hurts has more of an argument than Brock Purdy, and I got to finish up here soon. Uh, okay, after this, you, we, we go. Yeah, into we'll the, do one. I'll give you my top ten, and then I'll go. Yeah. Okay. Um, Jalen, uh, Jalen Hurts has a more more of an argument because he is one of their better players, but to me. When we're talking, when we're comparing quarterbacks, he doesn't have the statistical output of an MVP quarterback. It's just, just the truth. And he hasn't, and his thing, his main thing, which is running, he hasn't been elite at this year. That's just, we, I can't make that up. That's the truth. Um, now, as far as Brock Purdy, once again, there's no way you can say Brock Purdy is the odds favorite to be the MVP and not Christian McCaffrey. And Christian McCaffrey's the best player on that, on that offense. I, if you want to argue him or Trent Williams, like, say, I think Emmanuel Acho has Trent Williams in his MVP. Uh, argument, MVP conversation. So, um, yeah, not this. Don't want to make it a, a pro Dak thing, but the truth is, is he's playing the best quarterback. If it is another quarterback to, that you want to name and say is in there, you throw Lamar Jackson in there. But there's nobody with football sense. There's no legitimate football argument that you can say that Jalen Hurts is is a MVP candidate over Dak Prescott or Brock Purdy. It's absolute really? nonsense. But I have I have two non QBs at the top. I have Tyreek Hill and Christian McCaffrey.
0: Okay, so yeah. go
1: give me your give me your top 10 teams and within the top 10
0: teams, tell me the teams you think could that you could just see you can map out a scenario them playing in February. I think the Super Bowl is in Vegas, in Vegas.
1: Okay, so the top 10 teams I have, uh one are the Niners. Um two are the Ravens. Three are the Eagles just cuz I'm a, I'm going to I'm going to give them the benefit of that because of their record. Um four is the Cowboys, five is the Lions. Six is the Dolphins. Seven is the Chiefs. Eight wow. is the Texans. Nine is the Jags, and ten is the Bills. Uh, and that's you know we have to see how how this uh, this next week kind of pans out. The teams that I really see that I think have a legitimate shot to make it to February, um, I I think it's one to seven. Um, the Chiefs, if they make some adjustments and maybe hopefully somebody can step up as a pass catcher, consistent pass catcher outside of Travis Kelsey, um, they have the defense to get it done. And to tell you the truth, Pat Pat is so great that he, can, he plays really good and we're saying he's having an offseason. <laughs> like, he's not, like you look at him statistically, he's not horrible. Like he's he looked he, he, he look, he look good on Sunday night, yeah, exactly. Like that's that. This is the reality of Patrick Mahomes uh, of the, the legacy that he's built. So the Chiefs will always be in it. Um, I think this will be the first year that they have to play on the road. That's a fact. I don't think they'll get the number one seat this year. Uh-huh. Um, uh, the Dolphins, I think. They're kind of a wild card because I feel like they do really good. You know, we talk, we kind of make this argument with the Cowboys. The difference between the Dolphins is they're very one-dimensional in the games that they play. They're not a knockout, drag out type of team. Um, they they're either gonna blow you out or they're probably gonna lose. Kind of maybe some similarities to San Francisco, um, but they win on speed. They win, they're more of a finesse type team. Defensively, they're not great. They're oh they're okay, maybe above average, good at times defense, but they're not a great defense um so if they they, they kind of hammer down in the coming weeks they have a shot to i think play in february make it to an AFC championship um the lions are the team that uh i think are, are the team that i think matches up can match up with any top, any of the top heavyweights in the nfc um they probably doesn't think so but uh I I like what they're doing in the running game. They have the offensive line to push any to push any any front seven around. Um Jared Goff, when he's in his bag, is as good as any quarterback in the NFC. Um they have an elite wide receiver in uh, i St. Brown. Jamison Williams is coming along. Sam Laporta has popped as a legitimate top maybe top five to eight tight end in the national football league and defensively they have a little bit more juice than what people thought that they were going to have. They're still not uh, there's there's, they still have some issues in the secondary, but they've came a long way. They're not, you're not going to go in there and just do whatever the fuck you want to do. You have to, you have to respect them a little bit defensively. Um, so and then I have the Cowboys. Uh, the Cowboys are the team. They have the talent on defense. They have the talent on offense. Dak Prescott is playing the best quarterback in the National Football League right now. The biggest thing for them is can they cut down the penalties and can they be better in key situations? Outside of that, I don't care what nobody says. Dallas has the talent to beat any team in the league. They have the They have the the, the, the talent on defense, the yeah. pass rush. They they even have a, a good enough secondary without Trayvon Diggs be any team international but can they be good in the small situations and can they cut down on the penalties because that should kill them. uh and then a great roster obviously issues in the secondary can Jalen Hurts truly be the guy and not rely so much on what's going on around him um and I think now you're kind of gonna see can they overcome the loss of two really good coordinators I don't care when nobody says Jonathan Gannon was is was a great coordinator and uh uh, the head coach right now uh, in, in Indianapolis, Shane Steichen, uh, Shane Steichen did, yeah. want, did did wonders making, making life easier for Jalen Hurts. So uh, yeah. So, uh, but Philadelphia has a, as good of an argument as anybody, the Ravens, and I have to speed up the Ravens have a very, they have Lamar Jackson who is a special player as anybody in the league, very hard to defend. They have a, a very dynamic running game on offense, very physical. And, I'll be honest. I looked up, and right now, I don't know if anybody's playing better defense than the Ravens. I, I, I don't think anybody is. They're they're yeah. playing, and J- and Jadavian Clowney is having a fucking career year. He's but he is he is looking like the player that we thought he would become when he came out of South Carolina. And they're doing a lot of things, moving him around, playing him, and letting him rush from the inside um, for their system. And then they had a guy that just popped in. Uh, was it Justin? Is it Matt? Matabuke? Yeah. Uh the kid yeah. from Texas A&M. Yeah. yeah. So, uh the Ravens uh are very, they're going to be very tough. Like Kyle out. Hamilton. Think, oh, yep, Kyle Hamilton, guy from Notre Dame who I knew was going to be great. Um and yeah. then we have the Niners, who the truth is is they're like a Komodo dragon. If they get a hold to you, you're not going to get out, you're not going to get loose. Um but they can they win when adversity kind of hits them. The thing about San Francisco 49ers, they're so talented that they can bully any team in the league you have those rare occurrences where they get punched in the mouth. What the fuck is this? They're not they're not accustomed to that. So if you the thing about the San Francisco 49ers is if you beat them, you have to beat them. You're not going to go in there and ah, no, you have to really beat them. You have to take it to them. So but they're so talented and they're so physical. It's so difficult to so San Francisco has a chance to really just ride the wave and they could be the number one seed in the NFC and they could wind up really they could wind up going to the Super Bowl again. My thing about them, I say this: they're a slightly better version of the Cowboys. Um, they're a team that gets to better to gets to the Super Bowl, gets to the MC Championship, but when it's time for them to get their Lombardi Trophy, they choke. Um, that and I say I I say it respectfully. I love them as a team. I love the roster, but we have to quit with the, like the imaginary Lombardi trophies that they have. They don't, have <laughs> they haven't won a championship. If Philadelphia as critical as I am of them, they went there with a backup quarterback and they got them one. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, so that's, that's my top 10. Um, I do have to go. Cause I do have it. I do have somebody waiting in my chat okay. room for an interview, but what else do yeah. you need from me? No problem. No, that that's about it. Uh,
0: I just wanted your top 10 teams and we'll we'll wrap this bad boy up. I was I wanted more so we got into the college football talk and our college football conversation. Um we we pretty much see eye to eye on the NFL stuff. Mm. A couple of your Super Bowl contenders. I'm like, mm, "Okay. Yeah. Um I, I you know, I think Dolphins play so so defense. Uh Detroit, I think their secondary is a little little questionable suspect. But that's about it. Uh, I just want to thank you for coming on real quick. Thanks for um, having me, blessing us with your knowledge uh, and your takes. And uh, I see you. Um, hopefully, uh, le- soon. Uh, when you know NFL playoffs come around, we could probably get you back on. Yeah, and we'll
1: unless, sure. unless unless have let's have longer. Like I said, I know I I, okay. I know I I have a uh you know interview right now, but yeah, let's let's go longer and let's really get into the meat and potatoes, and everything. Okay,
0: no problem. But once again, uh, this is Kenny from the Sports Exclusive Podcast. Make sure you go check out his platform. All major platforms. I'll leave the links. i always leave the links in the description for him uh, or for you guys to click and check it out. But, um yeah, thank you, Kenny, for coming on. All right. Thanks for having me, brother. Sure.